Sorry. Great way to start the episode. I could not do the intro. <laughs> Those of you just right, tuning in, it is the K Plus Crusaders. <laughs> I may have delivered a cheesy smile that made everyone else laugh. Who knows? So, welcome everyone to episode five of Woo! our podcast, the K Plus Crusaders. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, and hopefully, you guys will enjoy. They kick it off. So, let's go around the table. What do you, uh, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Why not? This is Tom. Hi there. You can find me at Tall Dark Not Ugly on everything. Ooh. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, ooh, ooh. Tumblr. Ooh, ooh fancy. Uh, this is uh, David Barry, at DR Barry, on various social media uh, things. And uh, take it away, Drew. I'm Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at DrewJMC. You can find me on the Instagrams and the Twitters. This is Anthony of Steve's live in studio for once. Or oh, second time, excuse me. Uh, you can catch me at the Azorian one on Twitter, or AG Steve's on Instagram, or of course Facebook, just Anthony Steve's. It's good to be in the actual studio. Who's oh, to my left again? Hi, my name is Curtis. Oh, hi everybody. Hi, it's Curtis. Curtis uh, you can catch me at uh, Hey, Existential <laughs> Romeo uh, on the Twitter. It's at Calm Down Warning. I've been giving you false information yeah. the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. your mom. <laughs> you gave my mom false information. Don't. That's rude. I humbly apologize for that. Yeah. <laughs> what did everybody read this week? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read. I went to go see Days of Future Past. <laughs> Readings for dorks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so, yeah, says the guy on the comic book podcast. It's a comic yeah. show, my bad. Uh, speaking of reading. You read? I read. Okay. I'm excited for LeVar Burton to bring back Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yes. No. Not relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I just made the motion of a rainbow, and I realized that we're on, we're on audio. <laughs> His hands were up there, and there was a million of them. It was bright and beautiful. <laughs> Birds left out of nowhere. So this week, what David has been reading, I was finally able to track down the first trade, because it just came out, of Black Science, which is from Image Comics, and it is freaking amazing. Uh, what I love about Image is... Almost every single title they have, first trade, always 10 bucks, no matter what. Like a lot of trades are like 17, 18 bucks. Every, the first trade, every story, 10 bucks. Saga, Black Science, East to West, all of them. Uh, Black Science basically revolves around like a really like darker version of Lost in Space, where like the whole, the family and everything else is on this twisted journey that the dad didn't mean for them to go on and trying to find their way back home and it is an extremely well written book which I would most definitely suggest to anyone what have you been reading Tom? now we're going clock, counterclockwise oh. um, not that they can see that not they can see it. <laughs> so the, the, there's a round table It's uh, there's a fire it's and a, a square it's table, a square table Shh, they have to imagine you that just graduated really awesome. oh. <laughs> man I was going to talk about that <laughs> Okay. He didn't learn his shapes. <laughs> what is the geometry? <laughs> so, as it was mentioned, I just graduated from uh, my university, which yeah. is awesome. Woo! And Kager. Uh, uh, um, that's, over. that's over. However, uh, Comixology had this cool little promo that um, David uh, let me in on, and I started reading uh, Cyberforce. And I don't know who publishes it or anything like that but 
You've no relevant information. No, but it's, I started reading it. It was pretty cool. It's a super like dystopian future. I mean, that's the way it looks like. I, I can't remember if it was like in the past or something. Anyways, uh, all these people who live in this like dystopian future who have like you know different tiers of you know society where there's like this inner circle of populace and then this outer circle where like everyone has like this attachments of prosthetic or humanoid android looking things of gold and green it's cool anyways um it's super like suspenseful as you're trying to figure out why this main character girl is like on everyone's list. poop list um and however i and since i have graduated i really want to start getting into some darkness Ooh. From Top Cow, just because I um, actually, you know, you know, like reading a lot of DC comics, um, a lot of things that actually pique my interest are supernatural and uh, paranormal stuff. Paranormal. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's why I've been reading Cyber Force right now. Nice. Nice. I didn't read any comics this week. It's like that in that moment in the class, the teacher's like, all right, and Curtis. And Curtis is like, I didn't do the reading. <laughs> I'll take a zero. Incomplete. Nice but I did see Days of Future Past twice. So. Oh, what? Ooh. We'll, we'll talk get, about ooh. that. We'll, we'll talk get about to that later. later. Jeez. Yeah. Your mom again. Oh, man. I think we should stop talking about his mom. Okay. <laughs> all right, Steve, what, what are you reading? Well, uh, I, I am taking a break, a, a temporary break from the world of you take a zero, too. No, no, no. no. Wait. I am reading something. Wait. But I'm taking a break from Gotham and Metropolis and was handed something by the man across from me, David Barry. I can't say that. Hmm. Uh, the, the man, if you were to see us through we'll the microphone. He's sitting across from you. He's sitting across from me. <laughs> he's down the hallway, actually. David Barry. A long table. <laughs> this is a table of kings and champions. <laughs> uh, from Image Comics, I believe it is called Invincible. And it is interesting. It's uh, the story, so far I'm still in the beginning stages of reading it. Uh, but as I was broken down the story angle by David, and correct oh, me if that's I'm me. wrong here. If I'm wrong here, let me know. It is the son of a Superman-like hero, protector, and there's also a sort of like a Justice League team as well. And this kid is starting to learn about his powers. His dad is telling him where he came from, the different planet they're from. And then eventually there will be a point that I get to where this Superman-like guy, the dad, is all of a sudden going to kill every other superhero on the planet and disappear. And Boss. that moment when David told me about that made me go, I want to read this. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I'm picturing this like, Superman-like character killing all of his buddies and his team and then just vanishing. And then this kid having to deal with the fact that his dad, who he looked up to, the biggest hero in the world, is a murderer of other superheroes, and how he deals with that. I'm like, I'm picturing the movie in my head, if I could ever get the rights to it, and Tom could you know, direct it, and I'd produce if I was rich. I direct everything. Tom directs everything. I'll be around to say no, <laughs> But yeah, it's very interesting. The art is well drawn. I yeah. like the drawings. In- Invincible is fantastic, and it's actually funny. The At my local comic book shop, Invincible, the latest issue 111 that just came out, now on the top shelf for mature readers, because they have taken it a bloody bloody direction like it, it it was if in, in the beginning it's very you know it's it is kind of lighthearted and it has its serious spots it's origin. It's then it beginning. gets bad like it gets oh, oh. you mean it gets good oh, it's good his eyes widened and looked at me when he said that so i'm definitely gonna keep reading <laughs> that never felt so good 
right. Now that we've been wow. creepy. Right? <laughs> what up, Drew? What have you been reading? Well, I stuck with the big two. Um, the big two. The big, big two. two. College football. <laughs> big <two>. <laughs> <laughs> Your league literally has two football teams. They're the big two. Whoever wins the one game you guys play Winners. goes to the championship. The, what championship? Well, because all the leagues together, they all send their specific. You see, one. Drew, there's oh. brackets in college He's football. He's talking about just teams, sports, sports. Yay! Yay! Like, sports. <laughs> the Gotham Rogues. Gotham Rogues. Yes. Gotham Knights. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, next issue of Miss Marvel came out today, and she dons her own costume. She tries to go out be a superhero. She gets in over her head. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. How she look? What's the costume look like? Uh, like the previous Miss Marvel. Hold on, you guys can't see. You can um, Google it. Does look good. Kind of like the. Oh, that's actually. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the haircut too. Like you know. Yeah, yeah like she's it. taking it. Yeah, she's yeah, kept it, yeah, but like she gives it. her own kind of flair to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. She's, she's, the, she's the young hip Miss Marvel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Ms. Marvel. No one tells her what to do. Nobody except her parents. She could knock David Escoyer out. Be home by eleven. <laughs> Someone needs to. <laughs> and I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to read Miss Marvel yet, but I just oh. actually, I'm now caught up in Captain Marvel. Okay. Which is Carol Danvers, which is Denver's Danvers? Danvers. Danvers. They oh. just relaunched it, too. There's really? only been, like, two two or three comic books. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Those are the ones I've caught up on. Okay. They, they've all started. They, they kind of did another quick little reboot. Yes. Like, there's all new invaders and all that. There's all new, all new stuff. All, all new, all news. Yeah. Yeah. All new dupe. Right. <laughs> I love dupe. Dupe is a green jelly bean member of the X-Men. That's Correct. all I'm going to tell you. Like From the mind of Michael Allred, who if you've never read Madman, read Madman. Sounds like a boss. Sounds like a sound you make when you tap someone on the head. <laughs> dupe. <laughs> That's basically how dupe is. Yeah. I love dupe. You said big two. What about DC? I'll get there. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. Maybe. We'll see. As of right now, it's Tuesday, so new comics come out tomorrow. That's true. So I might get a little distracted with Marvel again. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. So speaking of new comics, Saga started up again today. Saga last week is awesome. It is awesome. It is redonkulous. Redonkulous. You guys should check it out. Saga. So Saga. Saga, Saga yeah. is one of those books that anyone I know who doesn't read comic books who reads Saga loves Saga. So uh, Brian, our one basically all of our boss uh brian actually told me that a friend of his gave him the book and he is like eating it up he is so stoked yep uh my fiance who loves going to comic book movies loves supporting you know me and my comic book nerdum mm-hmm. but doesn't actually read comic books i was just like you should try saga just because to see and she was immediately like oh. where where is the rest of it and mm-hmm. i was kind of like welcome to the world of comic books wait a month and how, yeah how many do they do at a time so they do it they basically like five or six basically for a trade yep then the trade paperback comes off comes out then they take a couple months off which is the most frustrating thing in the world at least they're not as bad as neil gaiman who decided to put six months between the first and second issue of sandman overture not bitter or anything neil love you (laughs) that's that's how you hustle that's how you hustle that is no no that that creates so much demand exactly that's what you need to do as long as you're good people want it who puts out saga Saga's image. Image, okay. Image is just like like I said. I think I've said this in every episode we've talked about. Image is just like On point. they are. I mean, if you look at the numbers game, you know they're nothing compared to Marvel and DC. You said like nine percent last time. Yeah, like nine percent of the of the market, but still to be based out of the Bay Area and have all creator owned yeah, content, 
to have that much going and the fact that the, in the last month, seven of the top ten trade paperbacks sold, seven of the top ten was all image. You just you can't like people are buying like you know DC's got weekly titles out and if you're a fan of Batman you're buying these weekly titles so that kind of doesn't inf- it doesn't create an artificial number but it does kind of you know when every other title is dropping monthly and you start putting out Batman weeklies saturating the market exactly you saturate the market which right now people love Batman so that's fine you know he's the number one selling comic book character probably because he's in every freaking title ever mm-hmm. but next to Spider Man yeah. You're welcome. Oh, it's called Hustling the Game. Here's hustling Batman. The game. Batman has actually joined us in the studio. Yeah, gentlemen. read my comics. <laughs> Holy voices, Batman. <laughs> Get out, Robin. You're not a part of this. So, uh, so Saga's restarted up again. Yep. So um, excited about that. Yeah. What else is new? What else is new? Um, you want to talk about trees? Trees. So trees is the latest, uh, not marijuana. Oh, trees yeah. is the latest title from Warren Ellis. <laughs> um, I have not gotten a chance to read it. Drew, I believe, has. I did read it. I've heard great um, things just because it's Warren Ellis. Yeah. I, I picked it up because I figured that's it was going to make it good. Um, but I think we've talked before about like all these new TV shows coming out where there's so many questions that you have. They just have to stick with it to right. get your questions answered. Right. You don't really know what's happening with trees. You know there's aliens of some kind and these gigantic tree-like structures. Um, there's a lot of humans dying, but yeah. you still have too many questions. Yeah. There's, so there's, we'll, there's a couple titles that I've gotten into recently. that are like so Astro City is another one I picked up where it's just kind of like the author just expects you to understand, like, here's his story. You, you can get back information later. He's just going to go for it. And but f- from everything that he's done in the past, Warren Ellis is a a tale turner, a tale twister, a storytelling man. So what else has he done? Or big ones. Dang it! Now that you do that, I can't think of any off the Aww. top of my head. Of course. Um. You know why? So the problem is Warren Ellis and uh, Ennis. Gar- um, Garth. Ennis? Uh, yeah, Garth Ennis. I get the two of them mixed up. So I'm like thinking. I'm like, didn't they do Hellblazer? I was like, oh, was that Ennis or was that Ellis? And Aww. I feel like I would just need to pull up Wikipedia right now, and I could just be like, "He did this. He did that. I love all these things that he's done." <laughs> I'm digging the artwork. On I'm, right I'm, yeah. You're flipping through right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. The uh, I'm, I'm excited for trees. I'm excited to see where it goes. Mainly because everyone I know, well, not everyone I know, but all like the comic book artists and writers that I follow, mm-hmm. all of them are excited for it because it's, it's Warren Ellis. You know, like, you know, Scott Snyder, um, all of them. They're all posting about it DC image Marvel they're all posting about it because they're interested so nice. so everyone's fan Every, everyone everyone loves Warren Ellis he's, he's like that he's that guy he's a boss he's mm-hmm. a boss hashtag boss hey, Steve stop watching the dark night over there sorry you put it on the background and I keep turning over and looking for inspiration I thank you I appreciate that <laughs> that's why you started doing the freaking voice so good so good <laughs> sorry alright you guys get your movies playing in the background what about the movies coming up? Oh, do you guys have some news for us? Segway King, right? Right. I, I like have I've a... done this before. <clears throat> oh, sorry. God. All right. Everyone awake? Batman, stop smoking. Everyone awake there? Sorry, <laughs> got to clear the throat. Uh, something that just was posted on Slash Film like not very long ago. It was very recent. Uh, title reading is Scott Derrickson directing Doctor Strange from Marvel. Ooh. Uh, Scott Derrickson is the director of Sinister, a in my opinion underrated horror film about an author Ethan Hawke author who goes to um, goes to this house where a murder took place and 
decides to write a story about it, and bad things, of course, ensue. Uh, it's I liked it, well directed. So I like Sinister, so I wouldn't be against watching a movie about Doctor Strange. But you're gonna watch it anyway. Well, of course. I'm yeah. Just, Th- that's the thing. I, f- I feel like when they when they drop directors' names, sometimes I'm like, yes, all about you know that director. And then other times they drop it, and I'm like, don't give it. Gonna see it anyway. Yep. Like when they when they announce the actor who's gonna be a Daredevil, I'm like. I've seen one thing he's in. Don't care. Gonna watch it. Go anyway. watching it. Yeah, uh, Sinister was creepy, so I I, I liked it. So I'm definitely approve of it. He tweeted a picture of himself saying, "My next movie will be in all caps strange," and the picture is him holding a Doctor Strange nice. comic, just showing his eyes. So it's no longer really a rumor. It's him saying, "I'm directing this film." That's kind of a Scorsese nod right there. I'm just saying. Because you know. of his eyebrows, he's not the eyebrows. Well, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's just a little. He's really thick eyebrows and glasses. Something. I mean, obviously, don't kick it the eyes. That's what I'm saying. But please hire me. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. We got Doctor Strange. Uh, It turns out there's no screenwriter yet. Uh, They had Thomas Donnelly and Joshua Oppenheimer, who uh, I guess helped out with Kung Fu Panda, but they're no longer a part of the script. So Hmm. no scriptwriters at the moment. Guillermo del Toro helped out a lot with Kung Fu Panda. Speaking of people getting switched out of movies. Well, I was going to talk about something else what before. What do you say? Well, I, I'm just... Okay, trying, well, trans- David is trying to do his segues. Cool. Just to let him roll. Man. I have great segues, and they all get ruined by this you guys. Is, this is twice now, where David comes to segue, and all of a sudden everyone... <laughs> no. Thank you, Actually, Tom. I got that one. He's trying to talk about how Edgar Wright is out, and I don't remember that. Curtis Fields' name. name. Well, so, uh, so he was, that, that was 24 hours that they announced Edgar Wright's out, Well, and then they said... It took a few days. For it took them. a few days for them to find, and then they said McKay. McKay, McKay was gonna do it, and I looked at McKay's credentials, and I was stoked. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's done basically done all the Will Ferrell movies, mm-hmm. even the good ones and the bad ones, mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of comedies that I really enjoyed. And Can I'm like, yes, this is gonna be great. And then within 24 hours, nope, nope he actually passed by on the film, and I'm just kind of like, not it, nose goes. And I'm just kind of like, and you know, it's. Tom, do you want to do it? Do you want to pick it up? Tom, 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 do it. Do what? Wait, what? Direct Ant Man. We're going to talk about the filmic side. <laughs> who Who would you like to see direct Ant Man? Well, definitely by the time this episode comes out, there's going to be a lot of different people that want to do that. In the top five, uh, you well, know, one well, of them. We don't have time for five. <laughs> who you said one? Okay, one of them who yeah. could be potentially that. I mean, not a lot of people like the film that he did, which had to do with comics. Uh, Michael Gondry, who did Green Hornet. Um, I think it could be good just because the way that they did, the, you know, certain type of color effects and different slow motion. I, aspects I, I, that's a feel. I feel like the 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 comic e things that he brought into Green Hornet were awesome. It was one of those things where he added the because Green Hornet is you know like right now, uh, uh, Batman sixty six and the Green Hornet are getting together and it's in that old style and it's because Green Hornet was kind of a you know classic kind of a character you know he's you know he's just similar to batman but he's a little more cartoony and i think that's you know that could have that could work out great if he brought in that kind of aspect i feel like you know seth rogan you know shouldn't have been a freaking superhero well i was also going to talk about that too i mean a lot about a film talks about how a director's relationship with their actors are going to be um i look a lot upon you know character development within actors between actors and how it moves along the process of you know the plot 
um, since this director has worked with Seth Rogen and Seth Rogen has been known to work with Paul Rudd mm. on a couple occasions, it could be beneficial. Okay. You have a connection with the Judd Apatow crew, all those guys. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah. can bring in that comedy side. Yeah, and I think definitely I, this ties in back to previous episodes where you know comic book movies need to have that different type of range mm-hmm. instead of being like very sitcommy, light, you know, very bright colory, you know, having the same action and then like you can kind of pinpoint when the comic whips are going to be but if this can be like more of a comedy instead of like an action film i could definitely be down for that, that would be a test if like for example if you got the judd apatow crew in there that would be a test for them since they're known for a ridiculous comedy that doesn't always have a story to it but just makes you laugh out loud well, could they go with a story with a superhero angle that still be have a depth, their life have a depth so yeah. so scott lang is really the, the character scott lang that paul rudd is going to be playing he was like the I think he was a second or third Ant Man who took the title. Was he the second one? He's a criminal. Right? Yeah, he's a criminal. He used he used it for crime, and he is. I mean, now he's actually a current member of the uh, the FF, which is not actually the Fantasy Four, uh, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four out in space, Future Foundation, the Future Foundation, the FF. It's uh, She Hulk, um, uh, Ant Man. Um, no, not She-Hulk. It's like the girl who rides in like the the thing esque suit. It's weird. Oh. It's uh, oh, and Medusa, Medusa from the Inhumans is in there. Okay. Yeah, it's a weird. weird. Michael Allred. So there you go. Yeah. Not that but, fantastic. That's weird. yeah. But um, but he <laughs> now, now. What I mean, do now, the F stand for? Now he's a hero. So it's kind of you know it's and I think it's going to have that aspect of um, Michael Douglas is going to be that you know you know like that that like superstar but like old school superstar who's going to ground it like Redford and Captain America exactly exactly he's mm. going to bring that legitimacy and then I think Paul Rudd is going to have that comedic aspect but of course he's going to you know have the retribution he's going to become the hero so on and so forth well definitely what you can a lot of people have been like buzzing about the internet internet about uh, Ant-Man a lot of at least what it sounds like a lot of comic book enthusiasts is that this film has no way at all any type of restriction, so it could definitely like outshine like team up movies like The Avengers or Days of Future Past or anything like that because this is totally like sky's the limit. Yeah, new. Um, do we still have time to talk about that that big thing? If you want to talk about it, okay, I'm going to do it. It's kind of big. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What's that big, big thing? That big thing is uh, Drew Crivello, who um, was one of the senior execs at um, Fox who jumped ship and left for DC, um, Warner Brothers pretty much. Uh, it's a really kind of a big topic just because he was one of the main wheels, gears, pushers, catalysts, whatever you want to call it, to get Days of Future Past and First Class off the ground and uh, you know to a great quality that they are. And with how Fox, Sony, and Disney itself, uh, they're all affiliated with Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Studios, uh, his, you know, kind of like, unspoken statement about Days of Future Past was that they were able to do that film and make all the success they have done without any toys. And that was kind of like the big thing because I mean like, you know, you have to say the movie business is all about selling toys. You know, George Lucas, yada, 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 please hire me. Um, (laughs) How Captain America and Amazing Spider-Man 2 were both able to, you know, make, you know, over $500 million but have a lot of royalties become that. But the thing is that X-Men Days of Future Past is able to get past $500 million dollars but without that kind of has a really big statement um and then the fact that he just made a big business move like that to go to uh dc um the rumor is that you know perhaps he could you know be the the dc's kevin fee i don't know how to pronounce 
I'm totally sorry if I'm you know mispronouncing a name. Please hire me. According to the man himself, it's Fagey. Okay, that man. Um, he'll be DC's person of that. And what I would like to see is, you know, if he can, you know, if he has so much power to get, you know, Days of Future Past and First Class, you know, to that great quality, we could start seeing more than one DC movie within every four years. Because, you know, right now it's just like Batman, four years later, Batman, mm-hmm. four years later, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. four years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. getting kind of ridiculous. And if they really want to start jumping up their game, like how Kevin Smith was saying how the just uh, Batman vs. Superman and Dawn of Justice, the Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. will be the first of several films. Yeah. This could definitely be like a really good step if they want to have other tie-in films such as like independent Wonder Woman films. I don't know if they're ever going to do that. But an Aquaman movie. Oh, but uh, <laughs> hey, 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 it'll be good. Would, it'll be would good. Adrian Grenier play Aquaman, Aquaman. from Entourage? Hey, hey I like Aquaman, so screw you. All right. I'm telling you, if they do Aquaman like they did Game of Thrones, it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Fighting for the throne. Okay. And sleeping was, with I, your sister. Thumbs say, in uh, my eyes. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk on about the side thing. note. Kevin Smith. Why can't he just direct Ant Man into Sam? Ooh. Hmm. Please hire me. What used to bug me as a kid is when they made toys for a movie when the toy that like the costume was never featured in the movie it always bugged me. Mm-hmm. Like Superman didn't wear that. Or when they were a lot of Batman. No, when, when they dropped a character that wasn't actually not even just a costume like a character that wasn't actually in the movie. Hey, there's a Man of Steel toy I saw and Superman's wearing this huge space suit with fists that are like rocks. It never happened in the movie. Super punch out. It's Superman. all about selling toys. It always bugged me. No, as a kid I hated that. Anyway, it's my rant. Take care. <laughs> Hashtag rant status. But, so, the last part of this whole rumor, uh, speculation thing that has kind of, you know, I don't know if it's really going to be, you know, credible, is that Marvel saw this, and they're kind of a little worried, but I don't think they really are, but the, the rumor is that Sony and Marvel will split production and financing and profit if they do a Spider-Man feature in Avengers 3. Take that, Avirad. So, so here's the 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 source that we found for this. What Tom found for this movie pilot um, specifically <laughs> cited a couple of predictions made by Rob Liefeld or Layfield or Leefield. Well, we don't know names. So, <laughs> Why do we need names? Robbie L. So, so yeah. Rob Rob Liefeld. For those of you who don't know, founding member of Image Comics, created Deadpool, created Cable um, in the Marvel universe. Very prolific in the '90s not prolific anymore hasn't really done anything in a while just likes to go on twitter and basically either blast other comic book creators or blast sports teams that he doesn't like or we, we still love you though oh please yeah hire, no please yeah, hire yeah us. No, you're, you're totally please hire us whatever um so <laughs> rob liefeld basically said here's what he thinks is going to happen he's going to think that sony's hurting for money amazing spider-man was not what they wanted it to be Amazing spider-man 2 did not get as much money as they wanted it to do so that they will then go ahead and split like you said, financing, financing production and, and profits. profit with Marvel in order to get him into the uh, the current Marvel universe. Which, even from a you know comic book fan who doesn't you know care when they retcon entire stories, I mean, how are you going to explain that all this crap has been going on in the Marvel universe and all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, did you guys see when New York was almost taken out by this electric guy and that spider guy fought him? No, oh, but everyone, but everyone was okay with that with Iron Man three apparently, right? What are you talking about? Because like how Iron Man three is having to deal with the Mandarin like blowing no up different no places. so here's the thing so here here's are you ready for this oh, ding you, ding ding let's do it let's do it to the cows ding, come ding. home no to no to just the cows real fast home. my my only comment about this if you think about it every single movie Thor what happened they were on planet fighting the aliens maybe a couple minutes tops they weren't actually on planet for the for the majority of it Captain America all secret 
espionage stuff. The helicarriers went up for five minutes before they came down. No reason to bring everybody else in. Iron Man 3, same goes. Domestic terrorist, or not even, uh, international terrorist. Not, you know, not superheroes problem. It's not a superhero threat. That's something the United States government handles. The United States government was handling it until it became personal when he, when the bomb hit happy. And that's the only reason Tony Stark got involved. Hence, that's why Tony Stark dealt with it on his own and thought it was just going to be a terrorist, so he did not need to bring in the Avengers for it. But why didn't the espionage team of Captain America not do anything about it? Because they were dealing with other crap. <laughs> they were dealing with being I don't shield. Know, if you blow up, you know, things on home soil, you'd think Captain America would be on top of that. Well, there was only one on home soil. Well, they're and they're also operating in real time, as we mentioned. Like Stark had seen the uh, the helicarrier previous engines and had updated them with repulsor in, repulsor engines and all that stuff. So that is under the well, not even under the assumption, operating on the fact that Stark had already stopped being Iron Man and was moving into working with Shield more, which is going to play into Avengers Two, I'm sure. So remember, they're operating in real time. That's the, that's why there's not references being made to that so much because they're already past it. Are we not going to talk about Clint? Is Clint just maybe he's <laughs> off in freaking Europe doing something? Maybe he didn't, he's, he didn't get the memo. Maybe he's in the Middle East. Maybe they couldn't fly him out in two days when he's around the world to be involved in this operation. The uh, same way, same way in comic books. Same way it goes from this massive world event, and then it's like, hey, well, Spider Man has to go back to stopping bank robbers now. How is he going to do that? And he just had this whole team with him. Well, everyone else wanted a. F- I kind of, I kind of still have this gripe with, like, with some of the Marvel stuff, just mainly because I realize, like, you know, with, I'm not trying to give ups or downs on DC or Marvel, but anything like that. But in DC, like, they, everyone has their own, like, city, Gotham, Metropolis, or anything like that. But everyone in Marvel is like New York City. It's like how many times that place get destroyed. I'm just saying, like, I know it's a really big city, but I mean, like, you have like in almost in all of the superheroes in one spot. It's like, do you really need all of them for one city? Maybe, probably, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is kind of a weird thing if they're trying to connect all the universes together. I mean, that's definitely a valid point that you've made, but it's just still something. Are we gonna? Are we gonna just gonna float Atlantis down towards Florida so Namor's not popping up in New York anymore? California's right. about to fall sounds, off. Sounds California's about to fall off. We're about to join Hawaii. Well, some people that. call By me the way, a terrorist. Thor two happened in London. I'm just saying. I yeah. consider myself a teacher. Oh, <laughs> America. So last week, oh, uh, X Men: Days of Future Past came out. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. The Cables Crusaders went and saw it. Yes. We've all seen it multiple times. Twice now. Yep. And we really enjoyed it. Steve's only saw it once. Look at that face. What'd you go to the second time? Oh, sorry. Without you. Steve has a family and stuff, so he doesn't get as much time. I remember it all. I remember everything. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Do you? Present tense? I do that. Okay. <laughs> do you remember how jacked Hugh Jackman was? Oh, ah. God. He deadlifted a saber-toothed tiger, ripped it in half, and drank his blood. And, a, and saber-toothed. <laughs> and then went on set. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Hugh Jackman's veins. Sorry, gigantic. Okay, so again, with the spoiler alert, just like we did for Captain America, just like we did for Amazing Spider-Man. Or anything. If too you bad. haven't seen it yet, too, too bad. bad. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> We're going to talk leave. about everything. Stay or leave. We're going to talk about what came after the credits. Suck it, I'll be around. Stay or leave, baby. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Hugh Jackman's workout plan sometime. I don't know when, but yeah. If the bar ain't bending, you just pretended. That's what he said. Yeah. He's, he said that in a Twitter or an Instagram post. I'm telling you. Oh, that, that, was that, that, that was the biggest hashtag you dropped. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about it, Drew? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> we don't know right anymore. Now. How about this? Let's. I get let's, so confused let, with you guys. Let's start. Little hand gestures. How about we just start with our with our favorite parts of the movie? All these plans. Let's just start about the favorite. Yeah, are we down with that? Favorite parts of the movie. Favorite parts. Baby. Okay. Favorite so parts. Favorite, favorite part or favorite parts? So I have two. Okay. 
Um, you can't mention Quicksilver scenes. Dang it! <laughs> he was so going to. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Quicksilver is when I saw the stills initially of Evan Mm-mm. Peters, I was like, this is, it. He was just gonna, this is going to be stupid. I'm like, I'm like, who is this kid? Why is he wearing freaking goggles? Why is everything he like wearing like looks like he spray painted it silver? Like, Why is he in a Burger King commercial? I get it. <laughs> and, then, and then his scenes drop, and I was just like, this was perfect. Mm-hmm. This was so well done. Mm-hmm. Him playing the music and running through, hitting the soup, like it was tasting just, the soup. It was perfect. The way he, the way he, you know, does the slow Whiplash. motion. Whiplash. <laughs> it was. I, I, I. He ended up being like the breakout star for me in that one. Like I, he I loved it. him. He stole the show. He yeah. was great. So th- screw you. I talked about it anyway. <laughs> Sorry. But my fa- my favorite scene. My favorite <laughs> scene in the whole thing. And you can see Drew and Tom. So as soon as, if you've seen the movie, at the very end, mm. Wolverine wakes oh. up. Wolverine, you know, he's drowning and he wakes up and all of a sudden he's just oh. like, he's just he just rolls over and he's like, what is this futuristic looking clock? And oh. then if you were, Tom and Drew saw it, I immediately just put both my fists up against my face. Mm-hmm. Looked like a little kid just waiting, just watching. My eyes got big mm-hmm. because I knew what was big about to like happen. Big like a Powerpuff Girl. I knew yep. that the universe had been rewritten. Yes. I knew that it had worked. And I knew who was going to be back. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Gene, Gene, Gene. The whole time I'm like, there's Storm, there's Cyclops and Kitty Pride. Where's Beast. And Colossus. I'm in Colossus. I'm at Colossus there's and no Kitty Pride. Kelsey Cyclops? Grammar Beast. Kelsey Grammar as Beast was Showed perfect. He's just like, Logan, <laughs> getting a late start, I see. Like, that was perfect. Rogue was back. Rogue was back Rogue, yes. with Iceman. And, mm-hmm. even, and this actually it's one of those things where I didn't care at the time, but my fiance was like, well, if the whole universe has been rewritten, how'd she get the white streak in her hair? And I'm just like, damn it, that's true. That might have still happened some way, uh, somehow. Mm-hmm. But Magneto... What if she still... That'd be so cool if she had Miss Marvel's power. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Regardless. Um. So, it's still... It was... The, and then I'm just waiting, and I'm just like, and there's Cyclops, yes. and, and, like, and there's Gene, and I'm just like, this... I was they just don't like, show Cyclops. Psych- they show him. They show, yeah, no, they show Gene, and I was like, oh, there's Gene, and they're like, oh, there's Cyclops, made a douche. <laughs> Whoa, Stop get off of my girl, easy, bro. <laughs> and, then, and then the way, like, Patrick Stewart is, like, scolding Logan, he's just like, you're all supposed to be teaching a history class. And he's like, I might have a problem with that after the 70s. <laughs> but he's just like, welcome back. <laughs> so I was just like, yes. oh my God, this was amazing. Because we all know he was saying that to the audience. It was welcome amazing. Back. It was like, it was like, hey, by the way, any problem you had with what we did in X-Men 1, 2, or 3, anything you didn't like about X-Men Origins, Understand. anything you didn't like about any of them, don't matter. <laughs> yes. But the things that you loved happened. Yep. So again, it's one of those things where it's, you know, we'll talk about this after the fact, but the repercussions of time travel are always crazy. But that those two, hands down. Tom, what's your favorite scene? Man, how do I how do I even <laughs> follow up? Just, just find one. Okay. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to fangirl. I liked when the Sentinels uh when they when they shot things. When they shot things. I was looking for Nimrod. <laughs> I didn't see him. I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> uh, so I remember watching X Men uh, First Class, and I instantly fell in love with James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Um, you know, obviously everyone's like, "Oh, you could do better casting," but I really think I don't know more Michael Fassbender. Just oh yeah, baby. I have a slight man crush on him. I I'm, I'm willing to ex- say slight. it right now. A lot, a big, huge, there awesome. If he was here right now, mm-mm. anyway, <laughs> please hire me. Please hire me. <laughs> for what? Um, That's Tom's t-shirt. What do you want him to hire you for? Oh yeah. What do you want Michael Fassbender to do for you? <laughs> what I'll do for him. Anyways. <laughs> um, 
the part where they're in the airplane and mm. they're um, they just picked up uh, Magneto. It's so good. And um, you know, you just see uh, Xavier wanting to you know um, you know give him what he's deserved and yell at him for, you know for taking you know Raven from him. And you know, Eric just goes up and tells him like how. He, you know, it's like you feel abandoned. I. It's like you abandoned all of us. It's like you abandoned your entire race to be like one of the humans, and you know he he's just delivering his lines and he's just you know, you know raising his voice and you see like the tension build with the like the airplane crunching up and like the plane going down mm-hmm. and he's just standing still while everyone else is falling around. It's so good. It's you, just... you gotta pick that <laughs> shit up. <laughs> that, that was really... it to Steve. You took my favorite scene. <laughs> Hands down, Curtis Hugh Jackman, strike it out. Hands down, Hugh Jackman has like probably the best like liners like from First Class where he does the f bomb. Oh, mm-hmm. and then when okay. back in this one, he's like the big shit. Super good. Um, second favorite scene. Well, just because I did too doesn't mean you need to. Oh, oh, first. oh, I'm sorry. I'm save some for me, Tom. I like the way the credits rolled at the end. <laughs> they were good. With good all font. the words. Love words. Yeah, theme well, fine, was good. Fine, White on black. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Fine. There's Michael Fassbender. Mm-mm. Uh, it, you want to hate him? Watch 12 Years a Slave. Uh, oh, that's okay. True. I've seen Shame, too. That's all right. He's, he's good, yeah, though. He's good. Oh, he's good. He's good. You don't, you like, don't him. like him, but no. he's good. No, he, that means he's just an amazing actor. <laughs> all right, Curtis. Curtis's turn. He could be played stop, as well. Shut up, Tom. Man crushing on Michael Fassbender. Hashtag Fassbender. Right. Tweet him. I had to push Michael Fassbender out the way just to get the mic back. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Bye, Mike. Um, I love you. Since David Barry took my scene and Steve took my scene, I, I mentioned that line. Sorry. And Tom took Michael Fassbender. <laughs> I guess I can just talk about Blink making. Points. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> we were in the exact wrong order. Like if it had started with Drew, we probably would have been happy, except for me. Like that would have been. So that's it. I'm just going to talk about Blink making portals. All the portals that, that Blink made was, were awesome. That, the way they did that was, was yeah, That was freaking rad. Like, and use, using the physics, like yeah. making Colossus jump, dive, and then dive, and then just bowl through them. That yeah. was cool. It was like watching Portal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same yeah. actor. Same actor yeah. played Colossus, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Same, same, same comrade. Same comrade. And this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my favorite scene was Blink making portals. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> the soul has been sucked out of Curtis right now. What'd you she think? What'd you think of Steve's? What'd you like? Uh, mine would have to be, since Penny even mentioned already, uh, when Wolverine first wakes up mm. in the past, and that whole scene. You liked his you, butt? You liked his butt, Hugh too? Hugh Jackman. Hey, okay. I'm gonna, like I said, Huge. I said I'd touch on this. You'd touch his butt. I, you know, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. See if a quarter bounces. <laughs> um, <laughs> He does squats. <laughs> he, do, he does his squats. He didn't skip leg day. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I'll put in my little two cents about his workout and then say about the whole scene. Uh, the fact that <laughs> he called The Rock in order to get into the shape that he's in for these for these roles. The Rock built him a 12-week plan. He, he, was, he wasn't happy with the, how he looked in the first he, movies. He really was he not happy. The be. first three movies, he did not like the way he looked. He thought he didn't have enough time to get in the shape he needed. When he became producer, starting with uh, the second Wolverine, he made the schedule. He said when we're filming. And when he did that, he then called Dwayne The Rock Johnson, asked him, how do I get bigger? Rock built him a 12-week plan, 6,000 calories a day. 
lifting. All heavy like 6,000 like clean calories. Oh, yeah. Though. He said Rock said nothing but meat, chicken, and a lot of brown rice. So beef, chicken, a lot of brown rice. I was going to say chicken Sorry. is meat. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> um, rice is technically the meat of the plant. <laughs> 12 weeks of that. And on top of that, in the shirtless scenes, both in the second Wolverine, oh, hey, shirtless scenes, Wolverine, in the second Wolverine and this one, Hugh went 36 hours with no liquid. He didn't drink anything so that he gets a little dehydrated, the veins are popping out. And he said he got a slight headache feeling, which he was okay with because that's Wolverine. So when you see him shirtless, that's why. He looks it, it's, like, it's like he rolls out of bed, but while he was in bed, and he, he just did like 20 push-ups. Yes. Like yes. he just stands up and it's just like, oh, gee. <laughs> and he lifted a saber-toothed tiger and drank, <laughs> and drank its blood. So besides the workout, when he wakes up looking around, the girl in the bed, the guys come in, and his whole, just his dry humor in the scene, I didn't do anything there. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was I mean, I, mean, I, I slept. I mean, I slept. <laughs> I just got here 20 seconds ago. <laughs> and then, <laughs> future man. <laughs> and then, you know, it's funny, it's hilarious, and then when things get serious, guns come out, Logan becomes Logan, and just... Snicked. Ends them. Uh, just the bone claws more, more make snicked. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I kind of like how he, he kind of forgot that he, he told, did Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, he looked no. at him. And then, yeah. he, gets, oh, and he gets riddled with bullets, balls. and he's like, oh, crap, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going bones. deeper than my skin. But yeah, that would be that would be my favorite scene. I'm a Wolverine fan, so well, who isn't a Wolverine fan? Excuse yeah. me. But no, that he's, he's definitely like a great yeah. scene. What about you, Drew? Defeated Drew. Yeah. Endings? You've got the opening and the ending credits. You could talk about Apocalypse, Drew. I don't want... I didn't... No, oh, no, Drew has I issues. really actually didn't like it that much. Drew, Drew. Will... We'll talk about your favorite scene from the movie. We'll talk about that after. Touch me. How about how Steve's was right about <laughs> Kitty Pride? Yeah. yeah. How about that comic, guys? I'm Steve's was sorry, right Steve's. about Kitty Pride. <laughs> I'm sorry the rest of us don't watch as much TV as you do. <laughs> I'll, I'll go into that later. You yeah. say your scene. Um, <laughs> I like the... I guess to elaborate on the whole Blink thing, bringing in new mutants and showing us the powers like uh, Sunspot and why can't I think of his Warpath. name? Warpath. Thank you, Warpath. Oh, yeah, Warpath. Warpath, who is played by, I just love saying his name, Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> hey, yo, Boo Boo. His name is Boo Boo Stewart. Yeah. You, you Boo Boo. It is. So it was, I like it when I like they introduce new characters and how they were as a team. I felt like with this movie, there wasn't, like when they were in the, the past, there weren't, the, you didn't really have that sense of a team. They're just like three characters just hanging yeah. out for a little while, but they still have this team in the future. Well, and, it, and it's like they introduced <clears throat> mutants and not just like the way they did in, in uh, Last Stand, where it was just like, hey, here's just a bunch of mutants and you're going to see their power. We're not going to say their name, whatever. Like this one shoots spikes. Mm-hmm. You know, this one makes you vomit, like whatever. But they actually were like, these are the heroes. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. <laughs> you want to let your talk? All right, Tom. <laughs> I thought this was my favorite. Part. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got a fangirl here. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for you to keep talking. Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. Oh, you're done. Oh, okay. Oh, funny how that works. So, if you'd like to, you said you could rant a whole hour. I could rant about the movie. I could talk for days about this movie. Well, Can, days do, days of future past. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you like 15 minutes. All right. Can we can we talk a little bit about the chair? Chair. The chair. Because, I mean, oh, at least Professor. when I first saw the stills, like how you're seeing Professor X's chair. Professor X was like walking around. I was like, but what happened? Didn't he just get shot? Blah, blah, blah. And then they explained it with the whole serum thing, but mm-hmm. kind of explaining like the symbolism, the symbology. 
Yeah, no, no one's going to talk about the symbol, symbolism except for you, film major. Yeah. Yeah. Film this, ma- I got a degree in anthropology. What are you talking about? So, um, <laughs> so spoilers yellow. Um, <laughs> no. Swag. <laughs> Drew's giving me the face. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, um, so you find out that uh, Xavier has lost his powers because he's taking this serum for his spine, which allows him to walk, but however, it takes away his telepathic powers um two reasons obviously he wants to walk another one is that he um uses it so he doesn't have to hear the voices because his powers are I'm assuming growing so he's able to hear more people's thoughts um and they use this kind of like a small i, I think i like this a lot and i think this is what a lot of films i always use as a crutch is that every film should have some type of character development mm-hmm. and um at least for me i was like what the heck what like did, did we just forget about Rose burned. We forget about you know the bullet to his spine and everything like that. But the I don't know who was it or what, or what was it said. But someone said that uh, the whole reason of him still walking around, having that whole serum thing, and not just having accepting the fact that he was in the chair was exactly that. Was that he needs to kind of accept his place that he can't be you know a human and that he has to accept his place you know as a chair as a teacher and um, can't always just say no i don't want to hear the voices but he has to actually accept the pain and you see that big actually that is one of my favorite scenes too the cathartic scene between patrick stewart and james mcavoy mm-hmm. where oh, their minds connect oh, that was good it was a tearjerker it was really good because obviously any parts like that i didn't jerk any I tears did you jerk any tears <laughs> it was almost <laughs> i jerk some <laughs> some tears when i saw him at the fastball oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Oh, oh, oh. this podcast now has an e next to it x-rated <laughs> Anyways, um, explicit. Yeah, thank you. Oh, actually, okay. um, no, yeah, no. It it was the way the way they, the way that he basically the only Wolverine knew the only person who could teach him to be who he needed to be was himself. Him. He knew that it was going to be so much more than just Wolverine being like, "Hey, you got to do this because well, you sent me back here and Bub, Bub you got to do this because shit's going to get crazy." Yeah. Like, no, he's he's he realizes he's like, "You need to see yourself." Because you are the greatest teacher I've ever known, and you need to accept that you're you're so much more than just you know a crippled man. And, and can I just say this about franchise films? I mean, with Fast and Furious, they had the opening sequence where you did all the films before it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will even bring this in. I'm sorry, I'm going to lose. A, no, it's, I'm, I, I'm, I say I'm, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, so. oh, I'm going to get a punch in my man card when I say this. Um, when I went to watch Twilight. Oh, there it goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, which, you get I mean, your card revoked. You don't get a, you don't get a punch. Care. Anyways, at the end of the film, they had a sequence where they had nope. a montage of all the films prior to it. Nope. It brings back all the good memories, such as Barry was talking about when you see the ending sequence, and you see how Xavier talks to the younger Xavier and tells, talks about all his students. You see all the events you know, of the Institute, which is a really good point to bring in. And I was going to say earlier was that the conversation that he has with his younger self actually a lot, reminded me a lot of Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one, when he's talking to Aunt May and how to be a hero, you have to you know, be steady and give up the things you want the most, like your dreams, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the best delivered lines of that film. And like in this film, it's all about that too. It's all about sacrifice and pain of others and using it as a way to improve the world and yourself. So. Out of Twilight, bro. Bo- Boo-Boo Stewart was in Twilight. <laughs> oh, I'm, connection. There you go. I'm there you Edward. go. Good job, Dave. No, 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 no. He, he was one of Blah. the werewolves. He was, he was a kid. Edward. Blah. Yeah, shut up, Jesus. Blah. Would you not accept a role? A werewolf, maybe. Yeah. A paying role. <laughs> werewolf, probably. Anyway. You'd be a sparkly vampire. So we can... We can 
So Drew, to the point that someone made earlier that Drew didn't want to talk about the after the credit scene. He didn't like it. What, 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 was, it, what was your problem with it? Which I think was actually valid. I thought the CGI was crap. Yeah. Um, I got what they were trying to do, what they were trying to lead us into. The whole assembling the pyramid thing. And not, I was like, not even just that. The second time around, the second time around, I watched the the crowd worshiping him, and it looked like almost like a video game cutscene. Was it like the same four guys? Just it, it, it was no, yeah, no, totally. Oh, yeah. Just, there was like this, the, the people bowing. It was literally the same person. Just they got sprinkled in and out bowing, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people were just standing there, and they just had like their arms moving in such a way that looked very unnatural. Almost like, like it was a, almost like it was a video game. Like they were just sitting there, like waiting for you to choose your answer, while mm-hmm. they just danced their arms around. I'm gonna say that's like the last thing they filmed. That's oh yeah, no, they they, they, the they didn't even they didn't even film it probably in the yeah. studios. Oh, they, yeah. they just like hey hey get, get some kid, paint him blue and gray. We're gonna put him in here, send him out to the desert. Give us four yeah, horses. which yeah. like it, which was I, I totally get what you're saying. I the the setup for it was awesome. CGI was less than ideal. Production yeah. for that last yeah. scene was nothing. Yeah. It was it was definitely kind of an afterthought. What go ahead. What Tom? What do you want to say? What do you want, Tom? I, I said I don't know if I said this with you guys when you were watching it, but funny or I guess kind of on the same note, the scene where um, Magneto gets his helmet back was actually all improvised like two days before. Brian Singer just was like, "Hey, I want a scene where he has to actually break back in and get oh, his right. helmet back." And literally, like they just did it in two days, and they just had to make the entire like little vault area and do the whole sequence. And I think that's pretty cool because although that scene kind of served no point, but it was still cool to watch. Well, he needed his helmet back. Yeah, he needed the helmet so he yeah. could be defeated by Xavier. I guess, but I mean, like, it, it made it, and, but it also was showing that, like, the, the obsession the government now had with, with mutants because mm-hmm. the trophies you know, they had. Hav- Havoc's gear is in there, and the, the uh, what's her name's wings? Angel's wings. And then the coin. Um, oh. There was something all the way on the left. I couldn't figure out what it was. I looked it, was it the up. Coin. It's the coin that, um, coin that, he, that he yeah put Sebastian through. through head oh. through Sebastian's That's head. Good. But um, tough. was I the only one that liked the fact that he was using like those military? Coins? No, I thought that was awesome. Those were cool. I mean, the way the way he just like the way he threw them into the guards and then had him to spin around and just knock the guy out or kill him. Who knows? I like he used know. those in first class, didn't he? Did he? I don't remember. I remember, I remember he used I'm a knife and he stabbed a guy and then he pulled a guy's tooth out. Oh, killing. I don't remember him using balls. <laughs> 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 you would appreciate you and the fast bender balls. You and fast bender's balls. Tom would remember. Um, so this, I love Michael Fassbender. For those <laughs> <laughs> editors, note the name of this episode will be "Tom Loves Michael Fassbender." Please hire me. So the 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 thing for those of you who do or don't, you know, there there. I remember when I when I went and saw Avengers in the after the credit scene, and I like freaked out in the theater. I was like, "Holy crap, that's Thanos!" Mm. And a bunch of people around me are just like. Who was the purple guy? What's the Thanos? And, 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 I, and I had to explain it. And a bunch, because there were people who were, you know, they were not comic book fans. They were comic book movie fans. They had no idea who, what this meant. And I felt like that was kind of similar because when we saw it, people literally turned around and were just like, oh, you are excited. So you must know who this yeah. is. Who's the blue guy? Who's the blue guy? And I'm just like, how does like, he fit in? Apocalypse. So for those of you who read comic books, or those of you who, who, those of you who don't read comic books, I'm going to tell you what Apocalypse is. For those of you who do read comic books, this is going to be a refresher. Basically, Apocalypse is born in the time of the Egyptian Empire. Long ago when the pyramids were still young. Exactly. When the pyramids were still... Ooh, good line. When the pyramids were... Oh, okay, never mind. Not good line anymore. You just keep losing us. I have to get get my... Your your Asian card. No, dude, no. Yeah, you... (laughs) It's all racial. Hashtag racial. So... So... Asian? (laughs) So during the time of the the pyramids, um, the first mutant was born. 
Um, and they, they say his name. I can never pronounce it because I'm always bad at in Sabanur. Yeah. So true. Right. And Sabanur. Yeah. So shut up, Tom. <laughs> so, um, so he was born. He's apocalypse and apocalypse. If you like look at the rundown of his abilities, you know, he can, he's immortal. He's almost invincible, telekinetic, can change matter, can do whatever he basically wants to do. Jesus. He, yeah, he's, he's super powerful. Like not only is he the first mutant, He's got almost everybody's powers. Like he could do everybody what everybody else wants to do. Um, so, and the whole thing about apocalypse is he basically puts himself into like cryostasis, kind of every you know every couple hundred years. He has appeared in multiple cultures as god in one way or another. He's Egyptian, um, Aztec, so on and so forth. And the he always when he awakens, it's to do something you know to basically put humanity put, put humanity down and up mutant mutant kind um and with the age of apocalypse storyline which we don't know if that's actually what they're going to do in the movie but age of apocalypse is uh basically creates an alternate timeline where apocalypse has murdered charles xavier and the um and (laughs) and mutants have taken over mutant mutants are now the ruling class mutants are now the ruling class homo superior uh, yeah, Homo Superior has taken over. Um, humanity is subjugated, similar to Days of Future Past, but there's no mutants mixed in. It's mainly all just humans, except for a couple of mutants that probably try to help the humans. Um, and then Apocalypse has taken over, and actually uh, Magneto has stepped in and, and Xavier's role, and he's the, we need to work with humans, we need to be peaceful, we need to be non, so on and so forth. And the big thing that Apocalypse does, whenever he comes up, he picks four horsemen. And similar to the four, the four horsemen of the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. you know, war... Pestilence, uh, famine, and Bill. Death. Death. Not Bill. Not Bill. <laughs> Not Bill Paxton. He didn't make that cut this time. So, so the four horsemen in the Age of Apocalypse were actually. Um, it's actually kind of funny. In, in in the multiple iterations that Apocalypse has appeared, he usually chooses someone who has recently kicked out or had a falling out with the X Men. So Angel is one of his writers. Um, Wolverine is one of his writers at one point. Like they all. And of course, these are a lot of these are alternate timelines. So we don't know at this point what they want to do. We know that they've introduced Apocalypse as this character. Are they going to continue with the whole changing timelines thing? Because now they have basically retconned the entire universe, which some people are like, you know, that's great. They can make up for all their mistakes. But the other time, it's like way to cop out and just wipe out all your mistakes right. again. So yeah, okay. again. Yeah. That also makes me wonder too with. If the next film is Apocalypse, well, which pretty much it's for certain yeah. it is, that's where Gambit comes in. Yeah. And Gambit gets involved in that movie. That also makes me wonder, not only where does he play a part in that battle, as far as I remember, Gambit and Rogue had a thing. Mm-hmm. So if we got Rogue and Iceman in this film and Gambit comes in, who knows what they're going to do? What up? What do you want to talk about Gambit? So, um, <laughs> Do you approve Channing Tatum now? How about now? No, well, before um, about now? we watched... The film, and before we wanted to do this podcast, we all wanted to refresh our minds about the comic of Days of Future Past. I didn't get to it, uh, so I went to YouTube. Drew's the That's only one. Did. <laughs> you got it. And yeah. uh, I watched um, the animated film or the animated series. You guys may remember. They're on a line. They're on a line. They come running So I watched Days of Future Past on there, and. Gambit, from the the way they portrayed it on the animated series, he doesn't speak English worth a damn. No. He's like, 
He's caging. Oh, yeah. He's got a he's cage. Super oh, no, 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 <laughs> okay, we all know we want to recast uh, Chang Tatum for NFC yes. here. Yes, yes. Anyways, I think that's a good segue to also talk about different iterations of Days of Future Past. The animated series at least um, made it more of a Western because they used Forge and how he was able to send this um, time transporter thingy, whatever, to send Wolverine, but end up finding out that Wolverine's too old, I don't get that. But um, they end up sending Bishop, who ends up actually working for the Sentinels at first, and then realizing that the Sentinels were gonna kill him after he was done working for him. But they end up sending Bishop, ends up becoming this big Western-y kind of thing, because every time he walks on, he's on screen, it's like Western music comes up. And um, he's sent to stop the person he was supposed to assassinate, actually Senator Kelly, um, not Trast, um, so that you know once Kelly's killed, then they realize he's the Sentinels, yada yada, just like the movie. And you end up finding out that um, the person who's quote unquote accused for killing Kelly is uh, Gambit. And the thing is, they couldn't do obviously they couldn't do this like the movies. Although like a lot of people take the animated series as canon, which they shouldn't. They should just take it as an adaptation. Um, there were so many characters there that were not involved, like Jubilee, Blob, A- Jubilee, um, Avalanche. Um, who else is there? Forge, obviously. But. Um, Wait, wait, wait. So Forge sends him back in time? Yeah, mm-hmm. an older Forge who looks like an Apache chief. Does Forge create a time machine? He creates it, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Forge's whole thing is that he can create weapons. He can create anything. But his focus is like, he, like he's Forge. He's like Forging a blacksmith's weapons. Forge. He he's forges like, weapons. Like That's his thing. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, but in, in the Fox universe... create a bow staff. But Shadow, Shadow Cat has powers to send people's minds to. <laughs> so anything could have happened, right? Yeah, whatever. But um, anyways, it turns out to be this whole like clue thing, like who killed who, and you end up finding it's Gambit. But then they do the same thing where like how you seen the portrayal that Mystique is the one that killed Senator Kelly, and actually just use the guise of um, Gambit to do that. So it's pretty cool. The the, lo- the the one thing I love about the ending of that two episode arc. Is at the end, Senator Kelly, go, Senator Kelly goes missing, and Xavier's like, "It can't be one of the Brotherhood, or it can't be one of the Rebels, because my time stopped, my my watch stopped." He's like, "What does that mean?" And it's like, and then he just attaches it's been it to magnetized. Yeah, he attaches it to his wheelchair. He's like, "It's been magnetized." I remember that because the entire episode, there's no Magneto, which is like super cool. Which obviously they couldn't do for this movie because you just need more fast man. So can I just say, this is completely nothing to do with what you're talking about, oh, and I, yeah. I have not gotten a chance to read it yet, but I am so incredibly excited because I saw that I have uh, Magneto, the relaunch of Magneto, mm. the artwork on the cover where it's him bald and he has the Magneto-esque helmet, but it's made out of barbed Bar- wire. Ooh. Because yeah. they're doing, I think, are, are they doing his origin? Have you gotten to read it yet? Uh, they're not doing an origin. He's doing his own little missions. Okay, because mm-hmm. I am stoked. Because right now, by the way, in the comic books, Magneto's not really... I mean, he's he, Cyclops has taken over as the evil one. Cyclops is actually a bad mutant right now. Whoa! He's not Well, he's bad. He's, 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 gone for, he's, he's gone from being the white knight 
to being what Magneto was. Where he's had a bumpy road. He's had a bumpy a road. Douche. Yeah, he's well, always he's, been a he's douche. Yeah, Scott a Summer's douche. a douche. Hey Logan. Whoa. It's, it's <laughs> whoa. That's my girl, bro. Logan. Does anyone? I'm gonna pick that. <laughs> has, has anyone read like the similarities between Magneto and Xavier, popular icons in our world? Uh, I know Xavier For, is Martin Luther King and Magneto is Malcolm X. Yeah. So that's I mean, one. that's what definitely. Yeah, I know that. Same same end goal, but. Different extremes. So, yeah. for all those who don't read comic books, or those who don't watch movies, or those who just live underneath the rock, um, should definitely just start getting interested in X Men because X Men has always been the parallel to our world for anyone that's been mm-hmm. um, oppressed or any of the minorities. So, it's definitely a really good that. story, no matter where you are, or like in time or anything like that. It's always a relevant story too. Curtis is glaring. What do you want, Curtis? So, does that mean that Cyclops is like James Brown or like Jesse Jackson? Yeah. Okay, we, we don't have we don't have every single freaking. He's Bobby are Kennedy. You, are you saying those Bobby guys are douchebags? Okay, so let's see. So uh, let's, I think Jean Grey is yeah, Rosa Parks. Um, let's see. Who else can we do? Rosa uh, Parks? I don't know. I don't know. Are we, are we going to start doing that? I mean, who's Storm? We're just going to uh, st- uh, No, no. Storm is black. So she can't More be like black. A, I don't know. Like O.J. Simpson. Maybe, okay, there you go. Can we bring up Ray Charles? something along the lines? When you were talking about Shadow Cat and the time travel, can we bring up the part where I was right over the comic guy? Okay, so. so uh, no, no, no. Wait, 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 um, look at the pictures, and I guess what they're saying. I don't know how. <laughs> but, don't. but day of that we were going to go see the first showing. The day of, Spike TV helped me out. What had happened? And they had an X Men marathon of all their movies. God. And in between, in between, they would have you know special previews of behind the scenes of us filming. It's one time it's Hugh Jackman. One time it's um. Oh my God, Juno. Juno Temple. Juno. Ellen Page. Ellen Page, thank you. Ellen wow. Page. But Kitty they have a different act, Jennifer Lawrence and all that. And they talk about their characters at certain times. And that's when Ellen Page talked about how Kitty Pride had developed this power to be able to send someone back through their, through their consciousness back in time. And I sent the text. That one, oh, and we all send you back in time like Kitty Pride, and you know, you can make it. And I was ridiculed in text form. <laughs> no, Steve's. No, Kitty Pryde doesn't do that. No, she doesn't do. She just. be stupid, guys. Thanks for trying, the Steve's. Okay, to be fair. Do you even read? To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Kitty Pryde has never had that power in the comic right. books, but she did in the movie. Yes, fine, fine. God, and I am vindicated. Like the I song apologize. from Spider-Man Two. I apologize. Vindicated. Oh my God. My stop. 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 No. <laughs> My bad, bro. My bad. That's fine. That was just right. That's all. So with her new powers, <laughs> I th- I would have thought. I think your fiance mentioned this. How if they would have just explained something like, "Hey, professor, after you helped me find out that my powers could let me do this, after you helped me learn that I could do this, I felt like that would have like glazed over the whole question of how the hell did this? Yeah. How did you get these powers? The part of Steve's right about the part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Steve's was right it's, about. Yeah. It's it's like because they because it, it, totally, it makes sense that. Professor X would, in theory, work with any mutant and yeah. hone their power, and then maybe she would learn that she could do that. Yeah, unlock some new ability. Or suppress it and piss them off and turn them into the movie or that. version. We don't all make good things. choices. Yeah, that. Uh, the movie guy was right. <laughs> but yeah, guy. the power just left me asking yeah. a lot of questions with what her power set was. Steve's Christian Bale's not listening. It's yeah, a TV. Oh, you can hear me. Look, you look at me. <laughs> no, so right. yeah, so it's, so it, it also makes you kind of wonder if, in a, in a perfect world, where none of the bad things happened, you know, everyone's powers 
now, like if, you know, they weren't constantly fighting and they weren't doing all this stuff and they were able to just go to the school and focus and hone their abilities, Mm -hmm. like what can they do? Like can, can storm Omega level. Everyone's Omega level. Even Jubilee is freaking Omega level. Like her fireworks can literally melt everyone's faces. By the way, some screen tests were done for Jubilee. It was actually supposed to be, or rumored was Jamie Chung was going to play Jubilee, which I would have been totally okay with. I would have been totally okay with that. I would, I would have been okay with, no, it, that and that's Jamie Chung from uh, Real World. Was that San Francisco? San Diego. Was San Diego? Okay, that's cool. Oh, it's a quick side note. How about we get Christian Bale as Gambit? He can't. He can't. He can do that. Could, you can do DC Christian Marvel. Bale could do anything. But he said he's done with Christian comics. Bale could do no, anything. I would. I wouldn't. Uh, uh. You could do anything. Oh, Jamie Chung. Okay. Nice. Whatever. But yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, well, while she is great, that. Jubilee is a stupid character. So all you have, all you have to do is be a mutant that has lackluster abilities. And well, what would you rather her be, Dazzler? Just as bad. You, you basically be a really sucky mutant, and Wolverine will pick you up as a sidekick because he wants to protect you. She'd be awesome on the Fourth of July. But Dazzler's like really cute. Dazzler's power is disco. That's literally her power. <laughs> That's a power to behold. She turns sound into light. Disco. <laughs> Any ambient. You know, and she brings around, the funk. Actually. Whatever. Disco. We want the funk. She's wow. a DJ. Gotta get that funk. You have a license for that? <laughs> anyway. Alex Xavier got his groove back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next film. Oh, wait, wait. Do I, we... I, think, I think we're running out of time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is really important. This is really important. Drew, didn't you kind of want to speculate Drew about how they were going to do two casts? Of the same characters? Yeah, I'm curious how they're going to well, keep two casts yeah. going. So, so here's the, so here's the thing. So this is a great episode. Are you let I me totally do my hypothetical thing. No, or? no, no. But I, I God, I'm tell you, you that just take everything from there, through. There was an interview with the with <laughs> the, the writer, and I tell okay. you about it. Tell me. No, no. Do you think? No, you tell me. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, so what I was thinking. Because we have all these different Marvel or X Men titles, like Amazing X Men, now Astonishing X Men, Uncanny X Men. Maybe we just get two storylines going with the different X-Men groups, yes. so different gonna, time periods. I'm going to ask this for the viewers, or for the listeners. Viewers? I always say viewers because I'm used to YouTube. Anyways, sure. and for me. So Followers. we talked a little bit more, like, so what are you thinking about one movie, two different timelines, or two different movies, two different, time two different timelines? I like that one. So the thing is they'd have to up production like crazy, oh, yeah. like every two years. Well, but you could make it like the Olympics where you just switch off. Oh, or so, like how um, with Call yeah, of Duty's yeah, doing yeah. with like Treyarch and Infinity. Mm. So, the, so there was there was there was a, an interview with one of the writers of Days of Future Past. You gonna share now, David? Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Um, so basically, what he said, and they, they asked him, like, "What are you gonna do now?" And he said, "Days of Future Past is the goodbye to the original group. It's the goodbye to Gene, to Cyclops, to Storm, to Colossus, to Ian McKellen and uh, Patrick Stewart as Magneto and Professor X." I love you. But and they he just ba- came back but exactly, came back but back. so that's the thing. So, in, in he Aww. he said that when it, when they interviewed him for uh, at X Men um, Last Stand, he said that's it. They're done. Next is gonna be first class, yeah. and he totally said that uh, I'm not gonna bring them back. And then he said, then look what happened. I totally brought them back in Days of Future Past. So that's not 100. percent He's saying right now that that is a goodbye to them, yeah. and he doesn't want to, he wants to keep going with McAvoy, Fassbender, so Tom can get his you know mm-hmm. and. But- uh, Stewart and McCullen both were kind of like PO'd when they heard that they might not be in uh, Apocalypse. But I mean, definitely. Okay, like well, let's be 100% honest. They might be dead by the time Apocalypse goes into production. So, <laughs> will <laughs> Stanley be there around then? I think he probably. I mean, he, he, I was so disappointed that he didn't have a cameo, considering X Men 1 was his first cameo in a Marvel movie. And this is also curious since 
this Days of Future Past made Hugh Jackman change his mind completely about retiring. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is not in that group. He's not in. Hugh Jack. He's, he's not Jackman. one of the four best friends that they could ever have. They're going to continue writing because they're going to do another Wolverine movie. They're going to. Oh, so he, oh, you mean Wolverine is on his own? No, we're we're, ta- we're talking Old Beast. We're talking Kelsey Grammer. We're talking. We're talking Kelsey Grammer. We're talking the chick who played Jean. Who I can never say her Tom name. Kate. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're not going to go through the whole list, but the the original cast. So minus, no, no James Marsden. No, everybody so gone. But Wolverine's on a except part for Wolverine. No Anna Paquin. How does he still? Fit? Because he doesn't age. So they can keep they can keep him. Well, obviously well, it, he did. He had the little gray hair. It doesn't have to be consecutive storylines either. Yeah. True. Okay. Okay. So how are they? So, so, so that means Bobby's Riggs not going to be in Age of Apocalypse. No. So that okay. So Anna. Okay. So yeah. So Gambit can't come in. It doesn't matter. He's not going to be with Rogue. Yep. They're they're Gambit Rogue be there, yeah. which is stupid. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They might recast him. Poor Clover Mumbrani. I, I, I don't money. think they're going to get rid of the original cast. I think there's going to be way too high of a demand. They're going to bring everybody back because you know what brings everybody back? Money. This movie made bank. Thank you. This movie made bank. Speaking of which, um, like us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> like, like, comment, subscribe. Look, look for us on YouTube soon. We need to work on your segues. <laughs> you know what? I'm done with my other segues. So speaking of banks. Do, speaking of money. Way. Speaking of banks being robbed by the oh, Joker. Oh. Anyway, no, he's not like robbing the bank. That scene's done. All right, you guys. This has been fun. This has been the best episode so far. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the best episode because we didn't have Jamie here. Oh, wow. uh, oh that's No, good. Jamie's amazing. We didn't address that at the beginning. We didn't either. touch that. Ja- yeah. Jamie worked uh, late tonight. Superman everybody. was out. Uh, out so, on Clark, yeah, Clark was out, you know, taking the pictures. The Jamie Burgess. At the, at the Jamie Burgess. I uh, was not able to make it to we'll our podcast. We'll get him back, though. So, I think uh, his Twitter would be called the Kryptonian one. Clark Kent doesn't take pictures. He writes stories. Jimmy Olsen takes pictures. My bad. Jesus. We're like best friends. God, it's, it's like I don't give a shit about DC or something. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, my name is David Barry. Dude, why do you always have to go to me next, man? <laughs> I hate being next. Okay. <laughs> I'm Drew McClintock. I'm Anthony Steves. I'm Curtis. I'm Ekaplin Thomas Bivorsi. Yeah, because you want to say your whole freaking name. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Capeless Crusaders. Good night. Yeah!